Hi everyone and welcome to episode 79 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. Now my guest today is no um, he's, he's no surprise to a Facebook Live. In fact, he's done many. Corey is a butcher and business owner of McGregor's Artisan Butchery and Catering, but also the host of his own awesome, and I've watched a couple just come from the gym where I was watching them, his own live Facebook show, Cooking with Corey. And we're going to be chatting today about Corey's journey as a butcher and, of course, a small business owner, and what life is really like as one of the oldest trades in the book. Corey, mate, it's a pleasure to welcome to you, you to the show. Uh, How has your day been today? Great day. Thank you very much for having me on. It's um, absolutely a pleasure. Um, great, absolutely fantastic podcast that you do. Um, just really honoured that you're having me on. Thank you. Well, thanks, mate. It's a pleasure to have you on. You know, um, you're exactly the kind of guy that I look for. And how I know Corey is through a friend of mine, Jess. Jess is Corey's partner fiance now right you you guys are engaged is no, that that's yeah that's it right. okay <laughs> whoops didn't mean to get you in the hot water i hope jess isn't listening no no, no, no. that's all right <laughs> um, we that's were winning a couple of weeks ago and we we decided that this needed to happen um and it probably should have happened a while ago but um here we well, are it could have happened. And, uh, yeah it, it, it would have been a lot more entertaining if it happened there and then actually the the, the, the kind of thing that been. we spit in it, it would have been in one of those tents <laughs> that we were staying in <laughs> did you, did you stay in one of those tents? Pardon? Did you stay in one of the tents? No, you can't have done you got No, no, I was in I was in like the dorm room where I had like yeah. um six other families just around us. It was like coming back to a camp. It was it was very very strange. Very strange. Just going just going to camp, but we all had like a five month old children with us. So no, but it was a great wedding. It was a fantastic wedding. It was a great wedding, wasn't it? It was, mm. it was only the second Australian wedding I've been to in five years of living here. And I'll tell you and one thing perfect, that's different. Sorry? I was just going to say, what a perfect Australian wedding to go to beneath all the gum trees and the kookaburras. Yeah. And in Red Hill, it was it's really, really cool. Absolutely yeah, cool place. all outside. And the day before and, and really the next day it was raining. but And it was even raining on the day of, a day of the wedding. Mm. But as soon as it after the ceremony, the clouds just cleared and the sun came out. It was almost a biblical event. It was it brilliant. Was, it was actually too hot. We were fighting there, weren't we, watching it outside? A, it was a little bit hot. And you're the MC, of course, and done an absolutely yeah. fantastic yeah. job. Yeah, I really so, enjoyed that. Yeah. You, did, you did do a really good job. Very well worded and um, sincere and also funny and well rounded, I thought. Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah dropped a little okay. poem in there. Dropped a yeah, little yeah, poem yeah. in there, as you, as you do. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> But I tell you, the one good thing I like about an Australian wedding, and it's not the same at a UK wedding. In the UK, they put probably so much money behind the bar, like, and once it's gone, it's gone, and then you have to buy your own drinks. That mm. doesn't seem to be a thing in Australia. In Australia, it's just you don't put your hand in your pocket all day long, and uh, no. and and in that case, and, and actually, particularly at that last wedding, I had to watch it as an MC because you know mm. you don't want to get loaded on the booze. As, a, mm. as an MC and uh, talking and getting loaded on the booze, I know that's something you're quite fond of doing on your uh, on your live show, but we'll get onto that in a little bit because before we get onto that, Corey, I'd love to, and, and you can, of course, share the story better than me, mate. How did you get into being a butcher and how long have you been doing that? Well, I've been doing it for about 13 years now and butchering is, a, is definitely a, an occupation that you don't intend to go into straight in after school. 
Um, generally how it comes along, you're a clean-up kid for 10, 15, oh, not that long. You're a clean-up kid for a few years after school and, you know, you, you've got no other aspects that you just become a, a, an apprentice butcher. And I was lucky in the fact that my brother had a pretty successful business in Reservoir, which is in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. Mm. Um, and I went through all Year 12 and it was, it was funny because I actually left Year 12 and I was doing, I got into an uh, illustrating course. Uh, at a tape and i just hated school i absolutely hated school and it's probably not uh, something that you probably should say to a lot of your people out there but that, it wasn't for me and i think from doing 12 years of school and then going into a tertiary sort of thing i just i, I did enjoy it and whilst i was doing this i was still that clean up kid at, at my brother's butcher shop you know and th these are these are jobs saved for 13 year olds or 12 year olds 15 year olds uh i was 18 still doing it <laughs> which i didn't mind it was a pretty good it was a pretty cruisy job i was happy getting my 10 bucks an hour <laughs> and, <laughs> anyways and so I, I took a few i got into the the it was actually a take course and i was there for about three months and i just i just hated it. i hated being there and and my brother He's like, well, you know, and all this time I've always been into cooking. I've always, I've always loved cooking. I love being around food. My, my mum's a great cook and my aunties and, you know, they're, they're bakers and they're just, I've always been around it, you know, my brother being a butcher. And yeah. um, he's just, he, he did a lot of catering. And um, well, he said to me, he goes, well, what are you, what are you having um, working for us? I'll give you an apprenticeship. At least you've got an apprenticeship and then you can do, we can do all this catering and blah blah blah. And I said, yeah, that's a great idea, you know. And so I went in to do an apprenticeship, and I went about about eighteen. So it was a, it was a, you know, a mature type apprenticeship apprentice. Mm -hmm. And um, I, after a while, he stopped doing any catering, and then I just become like an apprentice butcher, which is fine. I and then it took me about a year, year and a half, to when I was actually on the tours, even though I've been around it for a long time um you know delving into the the aspects of of butchering um which is a four-year apprenticeship and i still think to this day it's a, a four years is it's just a perfect amount of time with all the intricacies that you actually know how what you need to know how to do not from just baking down beef or anything like that but business side of things but anyways um from that it just yeah so it took me about a year and a half to kind of start fighting my feet and then after that I just absolutely loved it and just loved everything about it I love working with my brother and it was just it's just a great job and I, I, I love interacting with people and mm. it's 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 one of those industries where you know you get stuck, like just a carousel of people coming through the shop with like different um, demographics from different backgrounds it's yeah so I really enjoyed that and from there, I just kind of um, just went along with it and then kind of got it here. Yeah. Just great. Right. Yeah. And is that, so, McGregor's Mates, is that your and your brother's company or is it just your yes. place? No, that. So, this is now um, it's myself and my brothers. Um, yeah. This is the first time we've owned a place together. And yeah, we've been there for about a year and, year and two months. So, yeah. Four, yeah, 15 nice. months maybe. Yeah, and I, I know I've got a friend in in the UK who's a butcher as well, and I know that he makes um, a lot, um, perhaps the bulk of his coin from catering. There's a lot of money to be made there 
in the catering sector of butchering, isn't there, as well as the actual shop itself? Well, uh, look, I think it's just a different aspect that you put on your shop. You know, it's, mm. it's you, you can, there's so many different things to be able to make a buck. And I think by catering, um, it, it gives you another targeted audience that you can actually work from, if that makes sense. Um, mm. If you go and do a, a catering job for someone or something like that, you will find maybe more customers with the product that you give it. Um, and, it and it's probably a more of a creative outlet as well than anything because you, with the butchering side of things, it's great when you're, when you're actually doing the butchering part, but very rarely do you do a lot of cooking. So you join mm. the two together, which, yeah. which we really enjoy doing. So, yeah, yeah. If you if you like if you like cooking, of course, um, there's not really mm. much cooking to be done in a butcher shop. You're just supplying people with what they need, so well, they so they can cook. Well, that's pretty much the the essence of it, really. But I think uh, we're in a we're in a great period of time for our industry because um, we are doing so many different things. Um, well, butchers besides, but always small goods so you know we've always cooked our own small goods and doing our own smoking and oh, and things yeah, like nice. that yeah so and then just like um like i think we started doing like you know just take home meals and and things like that it's uh, it's just it's definitely a growing industry with that aspect yeah well that's interesting i mean let's talk about that how you know you've had this business 15 months so you've really i mean Let's look at it now. A good nine, ten of those months, you've had it actually longer inside the whole pandemic business than you've wow, had outside wow. of it. So how how did yeah. that kind of affect the business? You, you really actually the infancy of the business started in in the, in the in the pandemic. Yeah, well, the pandemic was was insane. I, I've never experienced anything in my entire life like that. Um, being a, I, I think it, it was great for small businesses like us in the fact that um, it opened up us to a wider range of people that wouldn't usually shop at a butcher shop. That would mm -hmm. probably be supermarket uh, shoppers or um, shopping centres and things like that where I think they've, they found they didn't want to be in crowded areas. They probably went out of their sort of um comfort zone and then they found us which yeah. it was funny it was funny too because when they brought in the the 5k radius thing because we we have um we like to have like a different array of customers from all over melbourne um and with the 5k we thought that that actually might hurt us a little bit but we yeah. found the fact that more people because they probably couldn't go outside their 5ks was coming to us well that you know a lot of people come in they go oh, I didn't here. um and so we got exposure through that and you know mm -hmm. and i think i think you just got to get your foot in the door with these sort of people and once you do hopefully which i i think we do have a good enough product where they'll come back and so yeah. we did, and then they'll come back, and then now they chat to you, now you know their first name and what they do. And it's, yeah, so the, the pandemic, you know, 
was tough for everyone, but and especially a lot of small businesses. But we were mm. one of the very lucky ones that were able to stay open, um, come to work and trade and st- still be monitoring um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think there's been a big emphasis towards shop local and support local. Um, there's even been, you know, even by, like you even see stuff popping up that the council have put working on, putting signage up saying, you know, support local and shop local. And that was particularly a big campaign around Christmas. And I think a lot of people went for that. They're like, yeah, why not? Why not support local? Why not? Yeah. Shop at my local and, and actually Definitely. make a connection with the guy who owns the place and get to know I, him. And, yeah, and, you know, I think. Like a um, cut from supermarket look i think with with supermarkets um if you spoke to a lot of people a lot of people would probably prefer to shop a small business um i think convenience comes into it um price comes into it um but i I keep saying is you know we we can't compete with price and we definitely can't beat with convenience but i think what trumps the ball is that we can compete with service and that that there in fact is our um what we offer that service and also quality so quality is probably the most important thing as well you know you you can be as nice as anything but if your product's probably not up to scratch you know you're not going to come back but or maybe they will i don't know i don't know <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt i highly doubt <laughs> yeah but no it, look um so yeah but this spot that we're in now it's 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 pretty good i it's this is my second shop um i was my first shop i had i was in queenscliff um yeah which is uh it's amazing it's a beautiful spot it's right on the ballot it really is it's in the ballerine peninsula um it's right on the cove it's beautiful people that everyone was good and that was that was my that was my first business there i, did that, I was there on my own um right. i was i think about 28 something like that um when i took it over didn't know anyone just hmm. wished to camp there wished to camp down there with kids and i thought hey this would be a bit of a change um and the when we got in there i think it's a totally different kettle of fish um with with what you're trying to um because you're trying to prestige yourself as well you try not and also you're trying to your, your quality of stuff and the price as well so that was a lot harder i think hmm. the fact that here here is with the um with the temple stone shop um you can tend to be yourself a little bit more because you'll know a little bit more people uh, yeah. you have local people around you uh, yeah. so yeah but that was that was definitely a um definitely a working experience that i do not regret that was so hard but uh it's led us to where we are now it's great well i always believe that if you do the hard stuff first it'll lead to easier stuff later and if you do the easy stuff first so sooner or later you're gonna have to do the hard well, stuff anyway so you might as well do the hard stuff first well 100 percent, 100 percent. um it doesn't you it definitely won't feel like it at the time you'll feel like you're just digging yourself into a massive hole and you it looks <laughs> like that you absolutely it does and you you, you feel like you're absolutely going nowhere and you know it's 
it's not until maybe years later or you know or decades later where you look back at it and you go actually i was doing a pretty good job then you know yeah. I, was, I was definitely doing my best and and by doing that hopefully you do get to a spot where you'd actually want to be i think so yeah i think so and I, I think it's easy to be hard on yourself as a business owner um, particularly it can be quite lonely it's it's obviously very very challenging that you, everyone can see that from the outside in but from the inside out it can be it can be quite lonely you know whereas particularly when you start out and you're doing everything you know mm. which is, i mean it's even more different as a butcher but you're doing like the finances you're doing mm. of course the actual work as well but yeah. then you're having to do like any advertising social media is always an aspect now of any business even as even as a butcher you know and, and you do a great job of that and you've extended that into something else which no yeah. doubt brings you brings you a, a little bit more business actually i guess yeah well, you, you hope so like you you put yourself in a position to be able to um grow i think as well you you, you put yourselves in these business well you you think you put yourself in these positions. you might not be you, you might have to revert back to and said okay that's not working maybe if i do it this way and do it this do this that might work i think it's just it's totally all experience and oh i'm i'm still gonna stuff up and i think the more times i stuffed up when i took over queensland the obviously the more i learned from it but i think if you go and thinking well i'm never gonna stuff up again you you got rocks in your head because you're always going to and you're always going to learn from it it's how you learn from it i think is the point yeah, and try not to try to learn from it to the degree of not making the same mistake twice. That's I think that's really that's really yeah. learning, isn't it? Because that, it, it, that's yeah. like you do that and you just frustrate. You're like, oh, I've already been here. Why, why am I here doing this but, again? This is. This but is it'll happen. It'll happen, yeah. and you'll and you'll do it twice again. And yeah, yeah. Ah, shit, I've done it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh, well, it's all fun. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. It is all fun. What's what's your yeah. favorite? Tell me, Corey. What's what's the fa the favorite part of your day that you you know your average day as a butcher? What's the, your uh, favorite? Look, part? The, the favorite part of a day is just seeing all the customers. They're coming in, you know, little Miss Marshall, all the way to to Frank, the old fruiterer from uh, Berwick. You know, that's that's probably the the best part of the day. That and going home actually is pretty good yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, because I know you've, well, you've got got a baby that's you know only a few months old so of course that's a beautiful oh, part man. of the day for you to to every day yeah. 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 yeah yeah but no like um it's we're it we're very lucky in the fact that um we do it, it's it's very not a repetitive day um right well to it to an extent it is but it's You've got, like I keep saying, you've got different people coming in every day, and they've, they've all got different stories, and they all want something different. So they're always going to spice up your day just that little bit. Of course, you've mm. always, you're going to set out, you, you know, your kind of weeks. You do your sausages one day. You'll do your, your break or your beef the next day. Um, but, you know, I, well, that's one thing. I, 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 still like, um, I still like making sausages. Even though it shits me to tears, it's one of those tedious jobs that just never seems like it get finishes. But when once one of those jobs that when it's done, you're like, ah, oh, I'm happy I did that now. Um, yes, yeah, a lot of jobs are like that. Yeah, uh, pretty much. It's I, I still love um, 
setting out a window. Both my brother and I love setting out a window. Anthony mm. seems to be the one that does it most of the time, and I kind of just plod along, kind of, <laughs> kind of fix up his where he, where I think he's gone wrong. Um, because it's that's the first thing that people see when they when they come into a shop, isn't it? You know that's that's your expression. It's what draws a lot of people into a butcher shop, I mm. think. I know what's drawn me in a lot of times. You know, I'm like, oh, look at that. That looks mm. great. I don't even mm. know what kind of car that is. Mm. I, I want that, you know. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, it's, 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 it's not always actually – some butchers don't always actually have it as the actual shop front these days. That seems to be a bit more of an old-school thing. Do you have it as, as your actual you, – can you see it through the window? No, no, no. So, so I guess in we, Australia that might be a thing because it probably gets warm by the sun, doesn't it? Oh, there are still a lot of places out there that have it. Um, yeah. But I, if I, if I, if I was to take over a butcher that did have one, I'd take it out straight away. Because, right. well, well, it's just another cabinet you have to fill up, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You've got to keep it. Yeah, and it's got to be absolutely full all the time. Not that it's you always. No, yeah. I know, but it's always got to be full. And I've really got short arms, so I've got like <laughs> See, they're, now they're always like they're always like three trays deep. There, <laughs> so I take that out. But we've actually just installed, which I can't wait for a um a massive dry aging cabinet in the front of the shop. Okay. So instead of having a display cabinet that's going to show trays of beef or whatever we're going to have this beautiful cabinet that's probably going to take up two and a half meters of the front window um and then we're going to have all our beef um dry aging um have prosciutto garners just so that's that's going to be our display for people to look into which i'm really excited about it's going to look awesome it's so cool yeah yeah no it's always it's always i, I, I learned from i don't know if you've ever heard of a guy called tony robbins he's, he's kind of a speaker yeah. a bit of a Business, yeah, yeah, business advice, guru, whatever you call him. But he, he said, and there's one thing I always took from what he said, he said there's two parts of your business you've got to focus on, and that's where you're at right now and, and how you can serve the customers you already have right now with better service with whatever you sell or provide, and then where are you going in the future and how is your business advancing and how are you going to get more of those customers in the future. Mm. You've always got to think about those two things, and I really took right. that on board. And, mm. and like exactly what you said there, you know, what what's next, what's growing, you know, we've got new you got a drop dry freeze coming in um, yeah. and stuff like that. And do you, like, at the longer term, like, what's your – do you have aspirations to perhaps start have more than one shop or expand the catering or what, um, what do you think in that respect? Or are you just if, happy if, with where you're at? If anything, we'll probably draw back a little bit on the catering. Um, mm. I I like to think that we would probably have another shop, um, but I don't know. I'm pretty happy with the one at the moment. Um, I, I'd like to focus just on the one and get that right. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe in a few years there might be an opportunity that comes along where we're able to get another place. Um, look, I would love to actually get a get myself a or myself and Anthony a, a just a little um, sandwich bar, just like somewhere somewhere where we can just a tiny little place where we can um, uh, show off a lot of our small goods, um, a lot of our um, cured stuff, a lot of curry, a lot of, you know, so that would be something I would look forward to doing more than opening up another butcher shop because I feel like if you've got your butcher shop and um, 
you dedicate yourself to that and opening up maybe something a bit different um you're not putting you know you're not just you're not focusing on the two of the same thing does that make sense it makes sense to me mate and i think what you what you're predicating to here and i see it a lot that a lot of businesses grow too quickly and mm. then and then their their mouse writing checks that they're asked can't cash and it, and they just right. they grow too big too quickly they can't That's cope right. with it and, and then the whole thing implodes i see that a lot and i think it's 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 a sad thing really because there was no yeah. need for them to grow that quickly and a lot of the time no. they've been influenced from outside people um yeah. and you should just at your own pace you know it's it's your it's your baby like literally is like your your baby and yeah uh, you have to nurture it and the more you nurture it the more it grows but that doesn't have to yeah. happen at a rapid pace it can just happen no. at pace you and i think you, you only would do it if you're ready to do it i don't think if you if you do want to expand give yourself a five-year plan or give yourself a six or seven year plan and work off that and say okay i do want to expand I'm going to wait five years and I'll put myself into a position to expand in five years. And then once that five years comes, it's either you've worked towards it and you're ready to do it or you, you're not because there's no other option. Because if you're not ready to do it and go, oh, five years is up, I better go and get another shot. Well, then you're not ready. So mm-hmm. like I said before, you've got to put yourself in a position to be successful, to be successful. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, mate. Yeah, it's a yeah. good way to put it. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, I think it's it, for for us. I think I'd love to do it because it's probably something. Um. If because you asked me the question, would you expand? I think if I was to, that's how I would do it. Not to say that I would do it. Yeah, slowly, so, slowly. Yeah. That's all. That's all. I, I, we're just having fun here. We're we're just like just most guys anyway and you know we get a wage and um we it's we're getting uh you know i i find that we've been a little bit more we're getting more successful as the the months and the years go on and we're happy with that you know we're, yeah. we're happy with that it's important to it's important not to look at the micro you know the day by day the week by week of course give it your all every day but you have to look at the bigger picture the macro and you have to stand back and go okay where is the general trend of my business going if it's going like this then that's great and just keep doing what you're doing you know of doing, course there's yeah. going to be bumps along the road that's that's Definitely. what it's about challenges come that's where you learn if they weren't there mm-hmm. then when you're just coasting along and all the bills are paid you're not you're not really learning much there but, no um, that's yeah. true that's true and the other thing is it's great because we're in a lucky position because i work with my brother who's been in, in business a, a long while so he he knows as well and the thing is we can still work off each other so we're not on our own you know and and that's another thing with um your, your business it's you ask for help you know you're not it's it's okay you're not on your own because there are people out there that will help you and we're just lucky enough that we have each other to work off i'm working more off him you know i don't know if he asked me many questions but i'm there <laughs> if he does yeah, so <laughs> it's all right and, and do you have an apprentice there? Do you have someone to help you out, a young bloke? So yeah, that no, we actually we, we put on our um, other brother who's um, okay. We put him on as an apprentice. Um, um, we also have another fellow who who helps us out, a, um, a good friend of ours who comes in a couple of days a week. And he does, and it's great because he does a lot of the uh, he does a lot of the hard stuff, a lot of the body work. <laughs> so he, which so but, 
well he does he does all that but he gets it done a lot quicker than what we do we'll, we're at the front talking too much otherwise it wouldn't get yeah. wouldn't get done wouldn't get done but our brother um he was a plumber actually and with what happened uh through covid he lost his job which was pretty pretty shit but um we kind of needed someone at the time and we kind of asked him he's like would you want to be an apprentice with us and he's like yeah so so it's the three yeah. of us now which is great the three brothers and it, it's it's a really awesome workplace to be in that's fantastic mate i mean as you know i was a plumber for 15 years and um i was an apprentice once and it's like I've had apprentices work with me as well, and I think there's a really yeah. good value in passing your skills on and oh, watching, yeah. and in fact, letting young people like in in mm. business make mistakes and going mm. like the amount of time I watch someone about to do something wrong, and I'm like, do you know I'm not even going to stop him because he needs to make this mistake so he knows not to do it again. And it's like yeah. it's, a, it's a weird paradoxical thing, but there's a lot yeah. of fun to be had like yeah. passing that skill on. There's there's something Bill Gates once said. And he's like, um, you give the hardest job to the laziest person because they'll always find the easiest way to do it. <laughs> yeah, Which one. is actually really, it's actually really true because I'm not saying that your brother's lazy, but he'll always find an easy way. And, they just get, and he'll do something, but it's something that you've, and it could be just, I don't know, dice and chicken or anything. Any, any, and you look at it, you go, why haven't I been doing that for the last 10 years? You're kind of learning as well. You, you kind of go, yeah. But, um, and, and I think when you're teaching someone how to do something, you're kind of remember because you're trying to think on how to do it, you, it, it's all kind of coming back to you again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because yeah, it makes sense. To, yeah, because you're trying to, you're teaching like, oh, yeah, this is why we do this and this. Because other other times you just do it. You don't even think about it. Um, yeah. You know, you're never too old to learn. And you're never too young to teach. Hundred, yeah, exactly. If you like, the second you go right, I know it all, and I'm going to stop learning. You just close yourself down to so many things. You've just always got to keep your mind and your eyes and your ears open, particularly yeah. with how the world moves now and how everything's changing. And there's all new technology oh. coming out to help you with stuff. You've got to keep your finger on the pulse, otherwise it's easy to get left behind in your industry. Oh, definitely. And uh, an industry for ours, and like you said, it's a very old industry, but um, yeah. I think it's probably changed in the last 10 years than it has in the last 300 years. I, and I think um, there's a re resurgence with butcher shops. Um, yeah. I think, uh, like before with the whole COVID thing, it's probably helped it kick along its way. But um, I remember used to go into the, the press market and they used to the smell and the, the dirty people had their dirty clothes on and just blood blood stained coats and things like that. I don't think yeah. you'll find many you wouldn't find many butchers out there like that. I, I know one of our um one of our main things is make sure that the shop doesn't have that odor and keeping everything clean and it's you know, and because a lot, I know for a lot of people, they come in, they go, one thing that turns us off is like the smell and everything's so clean and neat. And, yeah. and where as the years ago, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, you'd come in and um, there'd be crap everywhere and they'll be wiped, they'll come out and they'll be wiping their hands with this dirty old rag. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, funny. Sure. We, got a, we, got a, we got a butcher's block. 
that my brother got from um, David Jones in the city when they used to have butchers there. Um, and this butcher's block must have been, it's got to be about 100 years old. It's a its a beautiful cedar block. Big. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh. And, and the funny thing is it's got this little, little indentation, this little bird mark right on the edge. And it's where the where the butchers used to put their smoke when they used to go and serve their customer. Uh, isn't that right? I, I think I think I read the other day that it said like there's been more there's been more change, like what we've seen in our lifetime of change. Like how old are you, Corey? Thirty-three. Thirty-three, so I'm thirty-two, and near enough the same age. Like we have seen more change and advancement in our life than all of the other generations put together saw in theirs, like with the way that everything's yeah. just changed up so quickly. And that's a, cl a classic example of that. The fact that like yeah. businesses from getting away from being a bit grimy and a bit dirty and a bit smelly to now people are like, no, nah, I don't want to sell for that. I'd rather go somewhere where it's clean. I know it's all, yeah. it's all like above board and, and this stuff yeah. isn't like older than it should be. And I, and I you know, it's, like people want that, and I think it's important to be the difference. Like be the yeah. difference because like, don't be. It's easy to be average, but average is over. You're not going to get by with being average anymore. You've got to not like anymore. Uh, one of my one of my prime things, my prime points of my my business paddock blade is like to not just like satisfy the customer or to please them, but to amaze them before, during, mm. and after the purchase. Because you'll never get more business from referrals. You know, if someone you know, love, trust, tells you, I had a great experience with this company, you're looking for a butcher, you're looking for a baker, you're looking for someone in digital, you're looking for someone to, you know, help you write a book, it doesn't matter what it is, you're going to go with that referral rather than over the Google any day of the week, Definitely. you know. So, and word how do you get that mouth. referral? Yeah, all day long. Word and it always will be. And it, it, it's just the fact. A lot of people, um, and I think, through word of mouth, you, you you tend to give people a second go if the first time isn't as good as what you experience as it should have been. Does that make sense? So if you've got something off Google, like you said, they'll go there, they might give it a go, and then they won't like it, and they'll be like, oh, I'm not going to go back there again. But exactly what you said, if if a friend said, oh, they're really good, you might you might think and go, oh, okay, they maybe had a bad day or you know it might have, something wasn't right and, and they'll go back and they'll definitely try it again yeah i understand i, I totally hardly agree with that mm, yeah, yeah. And, and and in terms of being the difference corey let's talk about your your live channel now that you've done off the back of your facebook page which every business mm. has a facebook page these days Everyone, but not yeah. every business is taking the advantage of doing live video just like we are now like yeah. facebook and the other Platforms are really pushing live video because they're trying to compete with things like YouTube and Twitch mm. and other video platforms like that. And particularly as a lot of people are spending a bit more time at home, the computer, the device, you know, your phone, your laptop has become the new TV, in my opinion, yeah. in a lot of ways. And the tablet has. But and you started doing your own little live cooking show, Cooking with Corey. And yeah. it's a lot of fun to watch, man. It's a lot of fun to watch. I love well, the way you do it. Corey always has this element of surprise that he's like, oh, I didn't know I was being filmed. Hi, there's the camera. And then he well, gets into they, like I said, they always sneak up on me. I just, I never <laughs> know that they're there. And they get me and I'm always in like a really position where I shouldn't be. But it, it's funny, it's, it's kind of like all started. And if you do watch it, um, I try and be as serious and as informational as possible. It just so happens I tinker with a few froppies at the time. 
and they tend to get a little a little bit carried away with it and sometimes i forget about the cooking but it's all good intentions at the start um but how that kind of came along i was i think i was cooking like i don't know i was like it was delicious it was um oxtail and it was it was so yum anyway and i said to jess and i was like oh i'm just gonna start well actually sorry let me let me rephrase i actually wanted to make a bit more of impact on um social media and i kind of wanted to do a lot more stuff but i didn't i'm not a person that kind of goes on social media that much and so on and so i was speaking to jess's brother-in-law and talking to him about it and he was telling me that these other kind of butcher guys i'll kind of just do live feeds and and they'll just promote what they're doing at the shop and things like that and i'm anyway so i started i was cooking this oxtail and i just said to jess i'm gonna start filming myself and so i just started filming what i was doing but i was trying to at the time i thought i was trying to be a little bit more um uh, I don't know what's the word, more of an upmarket sort of trying to sell it a bit more, and I probably, and and I think a lot of people took that that I was taking the piss, and then I'm like, well, it wasn't really. I was I was trying to be like really nice and sincere about it, and I was trying to be, um, which it just doesn't kind of rub the right way, I think, with me. Anyways, and then through that, I just you're a guy who likes to have fun in everything you do, right? You've already said that yeah. you enjoy doing as a butcher which is fantastic there's so mm. many people out there who don't enjoy what they're doing they just rub away at the grindstone every day so yeah like, that's out in your lives and now you've you've actually found that you're just cooking having fun having a few drinks and people love that because it's authentic and people are fed yeah. up the same ball, fakeness yeah. online and i well, think that's why it's doing pretty well you know yeah i'm pretty i i really appreciate you saying that because I, I i do enjoy doing it and I do uh, like there's sometimes I'll, I'll say to Jess, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I don't think it's funny if I do this and I should do that. But and then and then the the thing is, I try and um, I try and work it out where I've, I've scripted it. But it ends up I totally forget what I'm going to say and I go off script anyway. And but it's all about like cooking, really. And it's if I could if I could give someone a couple of little hints here and there on on how to cook because i'm definitely not the best cook and i know there's not many good cooks out there and, and that could be just like me having a go at it and and just enjoying it and uh you know having a couple of froppies or a couple of sneaky wines or a couple of malibu and cokes with it and I've, got, I've, got, I've got sorry to cut across you but i've got to clarify something for the audience because a lot of my audience is american and from the uk and they're probably wondering right. what the hell a frothy is a frothy <laughs> in australia is nicknamed for a beer so yeah. look and let me tell you when i got here i had to like i was like what did he just ask for then yeah. what did he want i was like uh you have to learn australian when you already know english that's for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah having a nice cold one um yeah but yeah so for all you the people overseas a frothy is a delicious golden amber from the gods that we thoroughly enjoy <laughs> and <laughs> we, we might enjoy right? <laughs> we might enjoy a few too many of them every now and then, but hey, that's life. That's how it goes. Yeah, but um, yeah, with with the cooking with Corey, it just started through ISO, and a lot of people yeah. were home, and and a lot of people were cooking actually. We found from the shop, and and um, and they were trying a lot of they were people that we've never seen before, and they like they're doing a lot of smoking, and they're doing uh, these crazy br braises and uh, slow cooks and. Uh, and they were 
you know, they're, they're on YouTube and they're looking up all this sort of stuff. And, oh, man, we've got heaps of people that have never cooked before and they're just giving it a go, which I found awesome. So cool. Mm. Well, the good thing about cooking in your own house, particularly if you're just cooking for yourself or or your mates or your missus, um, what's the worst that can happen? You mess it up yeah. and it doesn't taste very good. That's you it. Know, like, pizza. Yeah, like that's <laughs> it. And, and probably once you've had a few drinks, I mean, it tastes better than it's than it's meant to anyway. So. Every time. There was, <laughs> there, was, there was there was actually one episode um, that I was I was doing it. I, 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 I was hammered. I was, I really got, <laughs> I, I really got, I really got stuck into it, and. Um, <laughs> I love you. That's such, such an Aussie thing yeah. to say. I really got and stuck then, into. It. Yeah, and then I took and and I actually like carved it on the bed on the couch, and I think I was do, I was smoking a brisket or something. So it was something that was taking forever, and um, it was at about eight thirty or nine thirty. I've been I started at like eleven. And I was just drinking, like I was drinking Malibu and Coke, so I was drinking wines, and I was drinking all this sort of stuff, and I passed out on the couch. And Jess is waking me up, saying, you got to come and finish this freaking brisket. Not only am I starving, <laughs> but you've got to finish the actual show as well. So I kind of rolled off, and then, yeah. oh, that was funny. I didn't feel too good Could after you, it, though. It's important, I think, to whatever you do, not take yourself too seriously and enjoy yeah, yourself and have definitely. And you know, I've learned that with this show. When I started out, I tried to be like super professional, keep it mm. like on the straight and narrow all the time. But then I learned as things went on that just be a bit more loose about it, have some fun, have a laugh. People yeah. want to have a laugh with you, you know. Yeah, um, definitely. When you're enjoying yourself, it doesn't matter even if it's through a screen like this, through a camera. People sense that vibe and they sense that energy yeah. and they, they smile, they yeah. enjoy themselves. And yeah. Look, like it was a year of, of challenges and struggles for a lot of people, and if you can come across really something well. that makes you laugh and laugh in your own home, fantastic. Mm. Why not? You want more of that? Oh, a hundred percent. I think this has been an absolutely fantastic. Um, this is my first podcast, which I thank you is very it? much. Yeah, this is the first podcast. Right. I listen. I listen to a few of them. Um, yeah, that's all. But I, I, I really appreciate you giving me the letting me on for your seventy ninth episode. Seventy nine's a lucky number in a lot of countries. Didn't I didn't know that. Nah, it's probably not. I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Before you go, cares. tell me about tell me about smoking because I know about like I know I'm I'm like I'm an okay cook. Like I mm. can I'm scared of cooking. I'll have a go at it. I can if you, if I've got the ingredients, easy. I can follow instructions. I can do that. So like I'll have a go. At it. But smoking, like, is that something you can do at home, or do you need a specific kind of machine or a bit of equipment to do it and how does it work no no you could smoke in a um 40 gallon drum if you wanted to um yeah i've i've got like a little weber cube which is only like a little barbecue this is at home um and i've smoked in that and it's absolutely come out of trick we've got an industrial type smoker at work which where i do a lot of my smoking in um but we do a larger scale of of hams um cabanas smoked sausages bacons um a lot of things like that whereas at home i might do like smoked briskets and things like that but i i've watched a few people you know and how they smoke and they're not it's you know they they're 
they've pretty much got their their cylinders or their, their kind of old rusty old barbecues and you know just as long as you're getting the right amount of heat and the the kind of right closures in the right spot yeah you can smoke absolutely anything absolutely anything and so what's the smoke- process or what's the difference between smoking something on like a barbecue and just barbecuing it normally well you're going to be using different heats so you're going to be using most of the time you're going to use chips or uh wood wood right. of some sort uh with mm. charcoal and generally coals um yeah whereas on a barbecue generally it's gas so it's just a gas burner um so different heats uh so with the smoking you're going to be a you're going to yeah so you it's not going to be it's going to be a penetrating heat so that's why they usually take a lot longer to cook so yeah you're using that ambient sort of temperature to cook something you're not going to put a piece of steak into a into like a a barbecue and smoke it really are you because it's going to take forever you want that steak right then and there yeah yeah Yeah, or or you just get something thicker um yeah but yeah so with with that sort of stuff i i'd love to be able to get like a bigger bigger smoker but got no room for it and not just as lately just it'd be just another thing just it'd be just another thing that gets in the way of my um all the other cooking adventures i think well my i live in st kilda it's a bit far from temple stuff but you can keep it at my house if you want as long as i can eat everything that you oh, make. mate <laughs> i'll be more i'll be more than happy to do it I, and they they I've, I've done some pretty bad stuff as well so you're gonna have to <laughs> when, it, when it comes good you have to go with the bad as well don't forget of course brother the smooth that's how you learn especially with cooking we got oh, Samantha yeah. here on the side that says, yeah. got some Yomo brisket from Corey that we smoked on a $60 Bunning smoker. So there you go. Oh, you don't perfect. have to spend to, um, ah. uh, That's awesome, Samantha. And I'm, um, say like a 60 bucks smoker and, and like, that's all you need. That's all you need. It's just as long as you, the quality of the, the meat I find is good and you've got a bit of time and a bit of love to, to give it. Yeah. You can do whatever you like. It's, but, um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things that if a lot of people will go out and they'll say, oh, you know, I've just spent fifteen hundred dollars on this smoker and it does this and it does that. I'm like, oh, good idea. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with it. You, you could quite clearly, as, as Samantha's just said, you can get the same results from a, a sixty dollar smoker. Exactly. I guess it depends how much money you have to waste to start with. Or yeah, spend. A lot of, a, well, that's the thing. <laughs> a lot of it's it's not. That's not something a lot of people do that often, and and that sixty dollars smoker from Bunnings is going to last forever, you know. Mm. So, True. all for it, all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah all about it. Yeah. Man, it's been great to have you on the show. It's been great to yeah, chat that's... to you. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look forward to watching some more cooking with Corey. Uh, I, uh, I want to see. I want. Let me let me tell you what I'd love to see, and I don't look. You might have already done this because I'm not going to lie and tell you I've seen every single episode. You've done quite mm. a lot of them. But that's okay. Be awesome. If you could, I've seen you start to do longer tail ones, which I think are really cool. Um, do a what like one? You can do one which is like cook along with Corey, right? So, you know, you tell people yeah. these, are the these are the ingredients you need and I'm going to actually take you through it. And then I want you to like, I'll, I'll happily do that with you, man. We could even do a, lot, a setup like this where there's two of us yeah. doing it right. And I That's completely that. fuck it up and you completely get it right. And then at the yeah. end, we take it, we try it and, uh, yeah. and we see who has the 
No, nah, that's a that's a that's a great idea. I really I need to do more. Um, and it's just it's one of those things. It's like once ISO finished, it was because I was doing it on a Sunday, and more pubs started opening up. So <laughs> just just a lot like, oh, let's, let's just go for a quick sneaky frocky down the pub, and, and I'm like, oh, but I really should do this. I'm like, ah, oh, I kept putting it on the back burner. Like I had I had like a um, I was going to do a Christmas one, which I really wish I had a. But I wanted to do like a glazed ham and things Ooh. like that, yeah. and like do it in the barbecue. I do it like really nice, but I'll have to wait till next year. But that sounds like an awesome idea. I'd love to be able to, but I'd love to be. I'd have to have someone showing me how to do it at the same time, like relaying it, telling me how yeah. to cook and how to. Because I don't have any. Um, I don't. I'll have to look up a few recipes first and try them a couple of times. That's, well, well, so, wait a second there. You know what you're doing, man. I've seen you doing that. You know what you're doing. I think, uh, I think you're giving yourself I've got credit a, here. No, no, I've, I've got a lot of people fooled. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Right, okay. <laughs> Why are you telling me preparing your ingredients? Oh, pardon? Why are you telling me that someone else is preparing the ingredients for you? Oh, no, I'm just saying if we did it that way, I'll, ha- I'll watch someone do it, like be on the – Food Channel show and something trying to copy that, and then people try and copy me. Sorry, that's, that's what I meant to say. But no, no I'll, 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 I'll definitely do some more. And um, yeah, man, keep doing it because it's good, it's different, it's fun. And and look, if you, I think, I think, I, mean, I was thinking about this today. Like simple rule for life: do more of what makes you happy, do less of what makes you unhappy. It's like just, mm. and it sounds like you know, I'm not saying anything that anyone doesn't know there, but I'm saying something that isn't common practice to a lot of people. And for that reason, I think, you know, we need to see plenty more cooking with Corey. And I hope we don't. I know you're a busy man. I know you like being down the pub. I know you've got a new new baby. But, um, yeah. man, I'll, I'll, the one I'm, gonna, challenge. I'm, I'm definitely going to do my best. I really appreciate it. You've given me more of a prompt to do it now. Mate, that's fantastic. I'm uh, pleased, to, pleased to inspire you. If you yeah, want to... Check Corey's show. I've put the link in the comments. Uh, McGregor's Meats on Facebook. And uh, do you spend a bit of time on Instagram as well, Corey? I, I've got an Instagram page, but I don't do much on it. Oh, I really, again, I should probably start, but I think it's at McGregor's Meats. Um, is there a dot yeah. on for you? I'm not, I'm not, is it? I don't know. But yeah, at McGregor's Meats. It's all good. I've put it in the comments you gave me before. So. Uh, you're a legend. Thank you very much. You're welcome, man, and thanks for joining me and spending some time with me this no, evening. I, I do that was it, absolutely my pleasure. I, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. This is Good. Uh, I'm sure you're going to do a lot, more, a lot more podcasts. And thanks, folks, for everyone who's watching, whether you're watching now live on live or live. But, but, but I got so far and then I messed it up. Whether you're watching now live later on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Twitter, Twitch, whatever you're watching on, give it a like, give it a share, give it a comment, show us some love. and. Share it with someone that you might think might like it as well because that helps the show grow. It helps more people know about it. And, uh, I mean, that's what it's all about, sharing is caring. So stay hungry, folks. Keep hustling. And much love wherever you are in the world. Thank you. And good night.